Is direct mail dead or is it alive and thriving? Find out why the vice president of a multi-million dollar landscape company is increasing his budget for direct mail postcards during a recession and how he's using targeting to get in front of the hell yes customers he wants to respond. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey everyone, Jack Jostis here and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide. This show is all about sales, marketing, leadership ideas, and right now, I'm with one of my clients, Chris Holthauser, who's the Vice President and Director of Design at Outdoor Craftsman in Boulder County, Colorado. And we happen to be in a really interesting location right now. We are at the former residence of the founder of Outdoor Craftsman, Scott Deemer. And right. it's, uh, for those of you watching, I'll show you some photos, but if you're listening, it's this beautiful landscape. There's a pond. Right now we're under this honeysuckle tree in the shade and we just finished doing a video shoot we did a recruiting video and a sales video for outdoor craftsmen and while we were packing up chris and i well one we started talking about elk which is which is a great topic <laughs> and two we were talking about seeing a slowdown potentially or maybe a correction in the economy and how you're planning to market through it and so today you know chris thanks so much for coming on the show Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, you know, how long have you been in business? How, how big is Outdoor Craftsman? What all do you guys do? So we've been in business since 2004. So do the math. It's been a number of years. We are a full service, uh, high-end, residentially focused firm. We do very little commercial, but a little bit. Um, we're primarily focused on high-end residential, though, and we do design construction and maintenance and and um tell me about your postcard strategy what do you you know so we've worked together for about yeah. five years actually we've we've designed and developed your wordpress website a few years after that we redesigned the home page we did a home page refresh we've done seo we're doing reviews um what about what about print tell us about print and why is that part of your strategy We've always liked print because it's one of those things where you get to get in front of your target market um, at times when they may not even be looking for you. And it's a great way to keep top, top of mind awareness. We typically feature portfolio based artwork. So great photos of the work that we do, um, beautiful photos that people will recognize. It's always branded, um, but we like the strategy because we get to be very focused so we can pick specific neighborhoods specific target areas um, it's kind of even creepy what you can find as far as demographics on your client base so the list can be filtered as much as we want it to be um, historically they tend to be very accurate and we search generally speaking for home values so we're looking for high-end homes um, depending on anybody's marketing strategy um, you can filter by demographic easy. Yeah, I love that. You you can target specific demographic information. Things like age of home is an is another one that for some contractors, um, the age of the home and then also how long have they has this particular homeowner had it, can can lead to things where people might need to replace their deck 
or do exterior projects in general. And uh, same thing with commercial. You know, I was talking with a snow and ice management company that targets, they, they target square footage of, of the building. And for them, it was a 100,000 square foot building is their ideal customer because they're gonna have the yep. surrounding parking lot that needs to be cleared. Um, so, so yeah, whether on the residential or the commercial side, I think direct mail has a lot of opportunity and I personally love direct mail. I actually spend a lot on it. Mm -hmm. um, people listening probably have gotten postcards. We do a print newsletter and I found what you what we were talking about is the multiple touches over time, yep. you know, so are you going to send out one postcard and get a ton of sales? You know, probably not, but if you mail to the same list over time and then they see your vehicles and then they hear about you and then when they Google you or look online and they're like, oh yeah, I think I've seen these people, it can really, it can really pay off over time. It can. Um, and we're a full service company, so we find, we actually started many, many years ago doing direct mail to grow maintenance. And what we found was we were actually getting a lot of design build leads, not that many maintenance leads surprisingly enough, but a lot of design build leads from the card that we were using. And I think part of it is because the way we design our cards drove people to come to us for construction. It just had beautiful landscapes on it. Um, if you're looking at growing maintenance, you might look at it a little bit differently, maybe a little bit different on the way that you set up the verbiage or the marketing message or what have you on the card. Um, but we found that you're absolutely right. You need to be super consistent um, when times are great and you have more leads than you can handle. It's better to um, have to have people wait or turn them away than it is to have that um, phone stop ringing, so to speak. Right. Um, so keeping the top of mind awareness is always important because we do find that we will send out thousands of postcards and you'll get a couple phone calls. I mean, that's a pretty typical response rate for us on the cards. And it's not like you send out 6,000 cards and get 500 phone calls. It just does not work that way. At least it hasn't for us. Um, maybe it's our market brand, how we use the cards, I'm not sure. The cards are very effective. They're one of our best forms of marketing, but it takes consistency. And we find that you'll get a couple leads for every card you get. So if we plan that we're going to do six or seven mailings in a year, we figure that's going to get us somewhere between 50 to 60 leads. But they tend to be decent leads. The conversion rates tend to be pretty high and the, the leads that we get are good because they tend to be fairly targeted. And, and how are you, how do you know that it's the postcard that's working? Are you including an offer or a call to action that you're able to then track? We ask. Um, one thing we haven't started doing, but I think would be a great idea, is to put a code on the card. A QR code? Yeah, or yeah. like a number of some sort tied sure. to the list so that if somebody calls, we can ask them, hey, you got our card, great. Could you tell me what number is on the back of the card? And that would allow us to sort of track cards specifically because I think what we find is that in the spring we'll hit, you know, you know, mailings every other month or maybe even monthly for a little bit. And we're getting calls, but we're, and we know they're from postcards because we're asking, but we're not sure which card worked the best, right? Because for us, sometimes the picture triggers 
an emotional response in somebody. Yeah, the, the picture matters and then the headline and the call to action. And one of the things that we, that we could do is build out what I would call a strategic page. So a strategic page on your website would be different from, say, an SEO page. So a lot of times we write out these long form pages. They're meant to rank in Google when people are Googling landscape maintenance, Erie, or whatever city we're targeting. Um, for direct mail or paid traffic, whether it's paid advertising or even email or text message traffic, you can build out pages that have a really short URL at the end of them. So like outdoorcraftsman.com slash offer. I'm making this up right now, but it could be .com slash offer. And that page would be more of a sales page that has an offer on it. And, that, and that's easier if I get a postcard and I get outdoorcraftsman.com slash offer or slash special or slash spring or whatever it is, that page then, and most likely they're gonna be looking at it on a smartphone. It can be mobile optimized and really have a specific offer on there. And so some of the offers that I've found are called a secondary offer. So secondary offer, so a primary offer would be something like call us, fill out our contact form, like pretty close to becoming a customer. Whereas Chris, I know that you wrote a book, right? Didn't you, didn't you co-author a book? Yeah. Yep. Did you forget? Yeah, no, I was trying to think for a second. Which book is he talking yeah, about? No, you, yeah, no, you, you, what was, what was the book that you wrote? It was the Sustainable Landscape Partners Program. Okay, so it's about sustainable landscaping. Correct. Right, so, so right now, um, and, you know, Governor Polis is, has, has all this stuff. I've actually kind of lost track of all of it. Stuff was xerixcaping yep. and a push towards, you know, low water usage in general and landscaping so this is there's going to become more demand for this so that's a topic during a drought that's a really you know so enduring a drought so so you could do an offer that was like you know governor polis announces x um get the complete guide to low water landscaping at you know outdoorcraftsman.com slash low water and then when they get there they need to opt in they would type in their name and email address and now you've captured a lead that you can then follow up with via email and nurture them along. So that way, you know, when your pipeline gets lower or, or best really with automation, mm -hmm. you know, you can just email them stuff or they start getting a monthly email. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that's, that's my personal strategy with direct mail marketing is I always go for the secondary offer of like, maybe you're ready to buy now like you'll you'll figure out how to do that but chances are if i can offer you some value and get your name and email now i can now i have a lead that i can kind of nurture along for a long time so i think i think your book would be a good lead magnet meaning yeah, like yeah. we're gonna we're gonna give it away yeah, yeah. you know we're gonna give it away the ebook version maybe it's a pdf or you could sell it you know something like that yeah, that's an it's an interesting concept for sure. Yeah, it definitely builds credibility also. Right. And I think that that could be a very good, or organic or sustainable maintenance program or maintenance way to sell maintenance. I, I could see that working particularly well for that. Yeah, because that's something where our strategies worked fabulous for build projects, and we do get leads on maintenance from that all the time. But um, we actually haven't been doing direct mail for maintenance just because the, the return on investment for, you know, the cost of what it 
you know takes to get the cards out relative to what how many maintenance contracts we get has always been a little on the low side versus in design build it's made a ton of sense but if we modified the card and maybe introduced some of those strategies on the maintenance card i could see that working you know people look for something a little bit different and respond to different messages um, when they're looking for maintenance versus yeah yeah definitely and and you you could you could offer them you know a lot of information about maintenance and how when to water like one of the most searched questions around landscape maintenance is like how much should I water my lawn in Colorado? You know, and you could create a watering guide, you know, like, are you overwatering your be, lawn? I think that'd be tremendous value. For you people. know, and yeah. so then they could get to that page. We could have a form where they opt in. And then on the thank you page, maybe you have a video where you're like, hey, it's Chris and you're probably overwatering your lawn. And here's, here's how you should really do it. And by the way, we can do this. We can manage your landscape for you. Um, so those are, those I like are, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah. before we pressed record, we were talking about, so that's the offer part of it. Yeah. And then the follow-up, you know, so getting an, giving somebody an offer, they can say yes to opting in and then following up. Um, but it all starts with the list, right? Cause if we're sending yeah. direct mail to the wrong list, it's a waste of money. It's a big waste yeah. of money. Yeah. Um, one of the people I've studied that I still study and I actually pay to get his newsletter every month because it's it's worth it, right? Yeah. Is Dan Kennedy and he talks about sending the right message to the right market with the right media. And so the right message is, you know, for maintenance, the message needs to be different. Um, but the, to the right market is the list. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so the, the interesting question with that always is do you do you filter more or do you cast a bigger net and then when people start calling then you filter and in the experience i've had so far often that's budget driven so if you drop eight thousand postcards and you your phone rings a thousand times that would be like an insane amount of work to deal with right and that's kind of an indicator that you might need to filter more be a little more aggressive on the list not cast as big of a net right if, unless you wanted that thousand leads and they were all like good ones then that's actually maybe fabulous but kind of depends on what you're after but for us we've dialed back the filtering we tend to not filter by a whole lot anymore other than home value and location so we do want to be in the right geographic areas around our our office if the market starts to soften then geographically we're going to widen that so we're going to send out more we're going to spend more money and send out more cards to generate more leads and it's the one drawback to marketing um, when the market starts to get softened is you need to do it more. You need to be a little more consistent, a little more aggressive. Um, it can be very easy to cut your marketing budget when times start to get a little tighter. In my experience, you should be doing the opposite, especially with direct mail. Um, direct mail, it's really like buying leads. If you want more leads, you just need to spend more on postcards and you need to send out more to a larger sometimes you saturate a market so if we're sending out cards to you know every home in boulder mm. and we find that we're not generating enough leads with that that might mean that we need to be expanding yeah you know and that's one of the things that i do like about paid media direct mail being one of them is that you can increase your spend or you can increase or decrease the filtering i love seo seo has always been a, a, a key part of my strategy for my clients and 
when there are fewer searches happening, which is what's happening now, I really think you need to shift and spend money on on uh, things like direct mail. So so that's an interesting perspective, you know, that that you would, you know, you were sharing. Um, you're actually because of leads right now. You're actually planning to spend more money than you had anticipated. Yeah, yeah, we'll probably spend you know anywhere from five to eight thousand more on postcards this year than we had anticipated needing yeah and that's going to mostly be by doing broader mailings um, we it's interesting because there are so many demographics you can filter by um, you can filter by homeowners income for example but I found that that's a tricky filter because sometimes uh, people with the most money don't necessarily have that on record um, right so it, it you can weed out some potentially good clients yeah. yeah well well so one way to deal with the the qualification part of it is you can send people on that strategic page you can one, one thing that we do is multi-step forms so step one is we want to get your name and email and then step two we could ask additional questions like to get the print book shipped to you for free, answer these next questions. And you could ask additional qualifying questions there. And that way the people who are really qualified will give you all of the information or, um, I don't know, give people a questionnaire or yeah. um, charge for an appointment. I know you guys don't charge for appointments. For, for some of my audience, they do and yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um, another interesting filter could be lot square footage because if you're trying to focus on growing maintenance and mowing is the thing you do you might want to search for high-end homes on fairly large lots you may not want to be wasting valuable marketing dollars on dropping cards on small homes in downtown Boulder um, or small lots in Erie for example um, those can be great leads for us. Sometimes we do our best work in small spaces, but from a maintenance perspective, you might look for something right. a little bit different. One, one thing I'm curious about as we're talking is, do you feel like your current customers know that you offer maintenance? That's actually a really, really good question. I would say the current clients do, for sure. We always make a point to market that to them, tell them about it when they call. Um, it, I'm always amazed, actually, at how many people call us for a build project and don't realize we do maintenance. Well, you know, because one idea I have is, like, maybe the low-hanging fruit here is to do a mailer to your existing clients. Yeah. And you could have some sort of existing client special. Um, such That's as, an interesting idea. You know, yeah. you, know you could offer them a, a landscape evaluation, you know, like... You know, you, and you, you have all this data, like when did you complete their project? Has it been more than three years? Like, you know, dear outdoor craftsman client, you know, it's been more than three years. We're offering a complimentary landscape evaluation exclusively for clients. You that know. is an interesting um, concept. We do offer, we classify that generally as enhancement work. Somebody did a project and, sure. but maybe they, have always wanted that swimming pool or maybe you know there's phases that happen and it's not uncommon that those folks you know may not be thinking about it and to get in front of them and start talking to them it's a good idea
Cool. Well, Chris, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. I know uh, you've got to run because you, what are you doing after this? Do you have a client meeting or? All sorts, yeah. I have to go check on a project and uh, we're looking at plants. Need to get some plant orders ready for tomorrow and then it's walking a client through a project we just finished up, so. Yeah. Cool, Good well, thank, yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about sales and marketing. And for people listening, check out uh, Chris's website, outdoorcraftsman.com. And if people wanna connect with you, Where's a good way to, to reach you? Yeah, they can reach me. Um, probably the best way is email. Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at Outdoor Craftsmen, M-E-N. It's a common mistake. Right. Um, <laughs> Outdoorcraftsmen.com. Cool. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for checking out today's podcast. If you'd like some more resources on how to grow your business during this weird time, I'd love to send you some beef jerky to eat. Yeah, I'll mail you some beef jerky and one of my landscapers marketing field guides. You can see how we do direct mail at Ramblin' Jackson. Just go to landscapersguide.com slash toolbox or click the link in the description and I'll send you some beef jerky and some helpful content. My name's Jack Jostis and I look forward to talking to you next week on the Landscapers Guide.